This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks. I have the pleasure of having two hardworking entrepreneurs with me from Jim Wisely, which is technology and platform you're going to hear about. So guys, welcome to Halo Talks, and let's talk about being an entrepreneur. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having us. Good awesome. to see you again. Nice so we, we probably met about, uh, I guess, about, about six to 12 months ago overall, maybe maybe a little longer than that, right? No, it was probably a little sooner. I think it was probably uh, four well, months ago. I know you guys have been know, hustling time, for so long now. So I feel fast. like it's I, like I, you I, make I, a progress, and yeah. I'm like trying to keep up. So yeah, every yeah yeah, it is going by quick. So actually, it might have been six months ago. Um, we met through a referral, I think, at first. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw you out at, uh, at at a meetup, and we met again there. That's right. Uh, so what, and then for coffee, I think a couple months ago. Yeah. So give us a little background just to 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 set everyone's uh, mind up on what you you see as a frustration in the marketplace, and how Jim Wisely is attacking that. And then we can talk about right. some of the um, you know the issues with like how long it takes new technologies and new ideas to kind of become standard in in any in industry. Sure. Absolutely. So. Um, you know, the, the way that Jim Wisely was created in the first place was through my own frustration as somebody that um, is a commuter, right? So I wanted to have for myself an open gym uh, on one end of the train at a really nice gym, and then I wanted to have a nice experience on the other end of the train too if I want to work out by work. Um, and there was really no kind of way to do that other than having two pretty expensive memberships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I started crunching some numbers to try to figure out, is there any way for this to make sense for, for the industry? Uh, for, for people that are membership-based gyms or studios to, to be able to offer this to people. And then I thought, you know, I came up with something and I started hitting the ground and talking to gyms and talking to executives and talking to all these different owners. Um, and they gave me all of their complaints, some of which that I didn't see coming. So mm-hmm. there was a big pivot there. Um, and so I realized that I needed to do uh, a number of different things to make it work. Number one is nobody wants to lower their unlimited membership price. It's just not going to happen. It's mm-hmm. not a good model for them. They don't like to group their plans into uh, kind of a bulk membership for one price. Uh, and so what I did was just say, okay, so you like selling your plans. You like creating opportunities to drive revenue and bring people in through the door. But it's really about who you market that to. So what we did was we came up and said, We're going to create partial memberships, recurring memberships that offer limited visits. But the key is we're only going to offer them to people that make sense. Mm -hmm. So number one, your gym members that are paying for a already paying for something that is more expensive, we're not going to offer them a discount. Um, You know, they're not going to be able to see it. Uh, But what we are going to do is the people that you've already lost um, that have chosen an, an unlimited membership elsewhere, we're going to say all right, how about a partial membership at, at uh, Gym B mm. over here? Um, and it could be for a commuter. It could be two open gym passes. It could be a mix between a yoga and, and an open gym or Pilates, whatever it is that they like to do, martial arts. But it's all membership-based. It's not, it's not class-based. So are they, are they giving you a direct login to their account? Or are, they, are they distributing to you back? Like, here's all the members that have dropped off, and, and I want to— you know, you guys try and figure out if you can bring them back. How does that work? Yeah, so it's great for retention as well. Uh, so if somebody wants to leave, let's say they use something that's out there now, they pop into another gym, they decide they want to leave, you pretty much, you don't hear from that guy again. They, they just disappear. Sure. Uh, and that's basically it. What we do at that point is we identify where they went. We see if it makes sense to offer that How do you do that? How do you identify where they went? Because we have, um, we either tie into their API or we have Excel files within our network of current members. 
And so, you know, if somebody pops up and they're in our network, so this is a completely network-based tight system. Um, so all of our networks, you know, if somebody moves from one gym to another, we know, you know, kind of where they're going and how much they're spending on that on that um, partnership or, or that new client membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can turn around and say, look, you know, these guys just went over to Gym B. They're paying this amount. Um, we'd like to offer them something to to stay at your club on a, on a limited basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to work to go ahead and get them back as a full-time member, maybe they don't like the other gym, you know, it's it's a way to be able to do that. So, are, so you're tapping into a network where let's say there's like 10 clubs in Long Island as sure. an example. So are you, you're looking at every, all those 10 clubs, you're looking at their data collectively and then trying to basically help each one of those clubs generate additional revenue from members that they may have lost, or maybe they can upgrade to additional usage. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's one use case scenario. The other is, um, you know, um, We've got, let's say, that we we have those ten gyms, uh, and we know um, we know where people have their unlimited plan. Mm-hmm. Um, we can offer the members of all of those gyms um, a membership at each other's gym at a partial level. Um, and the way it works from the member side is so a member actually actually has to purchase an unlimited plan from us or verify their current unlimited membership. Okay. Only after they verify that they have that unlimited plan, do they get taken to a screen where they're allowed to see their eligible partial plans? So before we know exactly where they're where they're at, they don't get to they don't get to have access to it. So right. it's it's kind of a privileged, you know, it, it's it's a privileged membership for people that are already have one, um, would like to have another one, but are not going to pay another full membership. Right. Price. It's a pre-qualification process where they unlock the ability to choose these partial plans. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you guys get together? What was the uh, background? <laughs> you guys helping? Uh, I blew them off a few times. I, you know, I played hard to get. Did you? That's, uh, that's usually the best way to do anything, yeah, so isn't he, it? Yeah, because I, uh, I um, you know, when I was 21 years old, I started building my business plan. I wanted to open up a fitness uh, center where, you know, kind of filled the gap between a lot of functional fitness and a lot of, you know, traditional gym amenities and equipment. And uh, kind of fill that void because I enjoyed functional fitness. I enjoyed CrossFit, all the high intensity training, but I also wanted the, you know, the, you know, the gym amenities and equipment from you know, having open gym access or a nice luxury mm-hmm. gym. So I built a fourteen thousand square foot facility after I raised capital. Where like, was that? In Cedar Knolls, uh, New Jersey. Okay. And uh, right outside of Morristown, where people sure, know what sure. Morristown is, right? And um, so I uh, I went through like the grind and. I, uh, you know, grew that business. I tried to explore every single, you know, possible way to generate leads and, you know, build pipelines and, you know, bring new faces into the building. So I used every platform you can imagine. Um, I saw the pros and cons, you know, from using those. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then uh, after three or four years, I was looking to open up a few more locations. That's when uh, Rick reached out to me on LinkedIn shot me a message. He oh, said, wow. Hey, this is uh, an idea I had, uh, you know, we are going to use this pre-qualification, you know, process to, uh, kind of, you know, solve it, solve the problems, uh, that we're seeing in this industry where you can still generate additional members, attract new people, but you're going to still, you're going to be able to preserve the value of your, uh, your memberships and you're not going to distract your current members or distract your entire audience. 
And I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, whatever. This, this sounds too good to be true. And uh, eventually I uh, reached back to, out to him a couple of months later. I'm like, hey, how's that, how's that coming along? And he said, it's doing well. You know, let's have some coffee. And we met for coffee and, uh, and the rest is history. And now Can't we're out you. there meeting with uh, gym owners, studio owners. And, yeah. you know, I'm sharing my struggles and I, I know how it is to uh, grow a business. And, you know, then that's when I realized, you know what, this is going to be a way for me to help millions of people customize the routine, explore and experience so many different clubs because reality is what I experienced because I was there. I, I met every single member, shook their hands, knew their names and people would cancel and I get it. You know, they'd come to me like, Brian, sure. you know, you know, there's a, there's a gym closer to my house. I love coming here, but I'm going to, you know, I, I only have so much disposable income. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. There's only a certain amount of money uh, that people are, are putting aside for their gym memberships, unfortunately. And, you know, you get what you pay for and, uh, you know, they, uh, you have to make that decision. So I'm seeing that people are leaving and there could have been a way that I could have kept some revenue from them right. um, or attract people who wanted, always wanted to come, but they have a better, you know, unlimited membership close to their house or close to their girlfriend's house or whatever it is. Everyone has their own reasons. And so I'm seeing all these issues and realized, you know, as I looked into this platform, what, what Rick, Rick built out. I was uh, I was impressed and uh, got involved. I said, you know what? This is the direction I want to go in. I want to help uh, you know the industry really. So what you're really trying to do is you're trying to maximize the number of visits that people can make to a gym at their exactly. convenience. You want to make it economical for them to expand the amount of time that they can devote to the to a club because right. it's more sure. convenient. And from a Business owner standpoint, you want to basically say to them, look, this is incremental revenue. You got to kind of think about this differently. And right. how much can I get almost like on a per visit basis? Like if you're an Orange Theory franchisee, as an example, you, know, you want to try and get $19 or more per check-in. Right. Sure. Just kind of like the key to the, to the business model. We've looked at other models where, you know, people are, if it's not a class, you know, you want to get at least like 5 to $10 if you're like an open gym. So how do you... How is the industry kind of, I, I used to sell software in the industry and I was like a crazy like evangelist and they're mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to put in a DSL line. Like mm-hmm. that's too much. Like let's do it. Just do everything on AOL. So like how, how has the adoption been, you know, how's like the deer in the headlights? How are you guys like kind of going through and saying, look, this is, you're in the retail business, like get what you can yeah. from people. And like, trust me, it's not going to like destroy your your core base of, of business. Yeah. So I think the main answer there is we give the owners complete control. So we make a lot of recommendations based on our analytics and what competitors in the market are doing as far as pricing the internet, their own plans. Uh, so they dictate what revenue they get. We mm-hmm. put a margin on top of that that we think is fair to be able to sell the services. Um and, you know, they control the terms, they control what kind of plans they're selling, um, they can unpublish and publish plans at their, as, you know, as they wish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is some people get it right away. Um, and, and, you know, some people need a little bit, a little bit more understanding of, of kind of how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to get to your point on, you know, drop-ins versus memberships. So um, we have two kind of ways that we try to value that. So. From a membership perspective, let's say you get a, a five visit per month membership. Um, they expire after 30 days as a normal membership would, and then they kind of re- restart. So it's not a per visit. So what you want to do is you want to take a look at 
well, on my unlimited memberships, how often are people coming, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then how often do we expect them to come, um, you know, on a five-month five uh, or a five-visit-per-month membership that resets? Um, you're not selling five visits because nobody's going to use all five. Right? Like nobody uses all 30 of their allotted days on an unlimited mm -hmm. membership. And they already have, uh, in order to have your partial membership, they already have to have a 30-day a month membership somewhere else, right? So um, they're spending whatever time they had there, and then they're spending some time at, at yours. So on average, you're probably looking at maybe 50% um, usage of whatever that membership is. So somewhere, um, so we recommend that the pricing be somewhere between there. Um, if people want to keep it higher to start until they see where those numbers kind of fall out for their own location, we're cool with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we really want to make it as easy as possible, um, you know, on their side to find out what the best revenue model is, because uh, I don't think that people have really nailed that down yet to figure out, you know, what's the best method to get people in, to keep people there. Um, mm -hmm. I think we're getting close to it. Uh, I think we, we're bringing you know, we're bringing us a lot closer to it. And I think, you know, once we're able to kind of prove that out a little bit more, it'll become more apparent. And then who, who actually um, charges the, the client or the member? Is that going through your Our platform? Handles your everything. platform and then they're getting their percentage of that? So two things on that. Number one, um, for the smaller places, they want us to handle it because they're, they just don't have the infrastructure to be able to kind of handle it. They'd rather just get a check every every month. Right. Um, the bigger places that we're talking to, the bigger national chains, um, they want the cash flow to come through them. And so right. we're building that in for them. From our business model, I don't care. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter to me. Whatever is more convenient to you um, that's, going to, that's going to drive the revenue will make that happen. And it's not to us. It's, it's pretty simple to develop it either way. Yeah, um, as long as you're, we're bringing in new faces yeah. that you mm -hmm. didn't have access to previously, right? And just from an owner's perspective, because I owned a gym, I was growing it, I was always skeptical, mm -hmm. you know, I was skeptical of, of any service or any tool, you know, up front. And, uh, you know, my worry was always, first of all, my current member base. That's, that's my baby. Don't mm -hmm. mess with that. Right, and right. I, get, I get worried. Sure. And, again, our pre through our pre-qualification process, there's no possible way that the members of your, of your facility, your club, can access partial memberships at your club. Mm -hmm. Again, you have to go through that step. Um, so you're not distracting your current members at all. Um, and you're attracting, you're attacking a, a new market. Uh, you know, these partial plans are not available to your entire audience that you're targeting. It's only people who have been pre-qualified with a primary membership somewhere else mm -hmm. that then we can target, incentivize them and say, now come add this club to your routine and maximize as many visits as you can at this club. Uh, you know, that's more convenient for your travel, your commute, whatever it may be, your interests, your styles of training, and it will be more affordable for them. It'll be more customizable. It's all on one platform. They can manage all that. So their satisfaction levels go up. You know, it builds retention within the, within the clubs and, you know, everyone's happy. It's, it's an actual win-win. That's, that's why I got, you know, uh, involved in the beginning. So, so as a, as a um, health club owner and operator, and then also the people that you're talking to that you're trying to sell the service to, right. what's the dollar amount per month that you think you need to generate as incremental revenue to get their attention? Not $20 or, you know, like what's the size of the check where like, wow, okay, like I get it and you guys are doing a good job and, you know, 
use me as a reference if you need to, or like right. what, what's like the tipping point so people understand that? Well, I'd is. say it depends on the size of the studio or the gym, right? Um, you know, on a, on a studio level, if I'm seeing, I know with uh, some studios I've consulted with and, and my gym that I've built, if I'm seeing anywhere from 500 to two grand, you know, uh, in revenue that's coming in e- each month, mm-hmm. Right there, and I know that this revenue is coming from members that I was really failing to, you know, attract previously. Uh, they're new faces, new members. They're being pre-qualified. They're, it's not like I distracted them from my unlimited membership because, again, they went through and they only got this partial membership right. because they came on and they, you know, showed us what their their routine is. They said, "I have a primary membership somewhere else, but I really want to come to your facility as often as possible." Mm-hmm. And now you're you're tapping into that additional revenue. So. That's the real question, you know, once, once, once I realized that it's, there's a lot, there's layers of protection here with this, mm-hmm. with this platform, you know, the real question is, do I want, do I have room for new members? Right. <laughs> is this a deal that comes to the, to this core primary uh, member at a club? Does it come from Jim Wisely or does it come from a, another club that they're, that they know of? How's that? So our platform, they, you know, a user will come on. First step is validate your primary membership. Once you do that, it unlocks your ability to purchase partial memberships, customize as many visits as you wanted at whatever uh, whatever other studios got to build your team. Okay. So everything's going to be you know built out on our platform. Uh, it's a one stop shop to to manage your uh, you know your fitness routine, and then you're going to you know mo- th- through most of the processes, the users will pay. Uh, you know, pay for it with one credit card, one payment for their membership that gives them access to all the clubs that they, you know, chose. Mm-hmm. And then we pass along that revenue to our partners. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then what's, so they get paid on a monthly basis. You guys take a percentage as a, you know, transaction right, fee? revenue or? share. And that's, that's a point right there is I look at it is, do I want to spend a lot of money on marketing and advertising and cross my fingers and hope that I, I attract the people that I couldn't attract before. And I, I convince someone to, you know, come over here and buy my membership on top of their other membership, or do I want to get them in the building? So, you know, offer them something that works for them. Mm-hmm. And, and it, the cost to me is a, is a revenue share of found business rather sure. than me put, you know, an outlay of cash every month, uh, having high overhead advertising and, and marketing and hope that I bring in new members rather than a revenue share of found business, found members. And now they're in my door and, you know, it's now I have the opportunity to upsell them to additional visits, more visits, incentivize them. Yeah. And you can do whatever you need from there to, you know, upsell them. But in the end, at the end of the day, someone's going to build their routine, customize their, their uh, membership the way they want. And we just need to capitalize as, as on that and, and try to attract people to come to, say, my, my studio or whatever studio as often as they possibly can that works for them. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point, though, too, is, uh, you know, the, the members that we're supplying are active members. You're not going to buy a second membership if you're somebody that's not interested in using your first membership. So these aren't going to be typically people that will kind of sit on the sidelines. Um, They're going to be active members of 
of that gym or studio, which means they're probably going to be more interested in your other ancillary products as well. If you want to sell them a training class, if you want to sell them, um, you know, on something, some other service that you have in there, uh, feel free to go ahead and do that. And just by the fact already that they're choosing two memberships and these guys are serious about their health, they're serious Mm -hmm. about fitness and they're serious about trying new things. So, um, these are the kind of people that you want in the door. They're not going to be in and out. They're going to be people that have tried a lot of things and said, okay, these are the clubs that I like. I like these two or three places. These are the ones that I'm going to be visiting routinely. Um, and you know, that's where I'm going to show up and that's where I'm going to spend my money. Yeah. Is there any other industry that does something similar to this? I'm just thinking out loud. If there's any, it's from a membership perspective. Yeah. Like kind of like a, like an ancillary country clubs, I guess like a travel pass or like you can go to like other country clubs. Yeah. I heard something in that that industry where country clubs are realizing that, you know, a lot of, uh, the, you know, younger generations wants to access more than just one place. And yeah. You know, they're an interesting side that we were actually looking to kind of incorporate with, yeah. with, on, on our platform. But as far as splitting up partial memberships and doing pre-qualification, I don't know of any other membership-based platform that does that. And actually, when I went looking for the patent, I didn't I, I didn't see anything out there that had anything um, anything like that. So the use is actually yeah. There's a lot um, of tools out there, a lot of platforms you use that you know I've used. I've used everything trying to grow my business and. Uh, all of them will offer that alternative or that discount or that deal to the entire market, the entire right. business. I actually had unlimited members. You know, my my top, you know, priority membership, people cancel and then go on to other platforms. And mm-hmm. since I was a partner of them, they then came to my facility. So that's a perfect example of me losing a good quality uh member, high margin sure. member to a platform um, because of the distraction. And if there was a pre-qualification aspect uh, that kind of was the first step, then I wouldn't have lost that. So that's why, uh, that's what really intrigued me. Got so, so what's your, um, how many clubs are you guys in? What, what markets are you focused on now? And how do people get in touch with you? Uh, yeah. So people can, uh, people can get in touch with us uh, pretty easily. Just go to jimwisely.com. You know, all of our contact information is there. There's plenty of contact forms. You can actually sign up uh, within three or four days. You'll be able to sign up as a member. We've got 20 partners uh, that we're going live with. We've got about 50 that we're ready to onboard. Okay. Um, we don't want to onboard too many too fast. We want to scale. We want to go ahead and, and you know, prove, the, prove that uh, this thing works, mm-hmm. uh, get the money to be able to market appropriately as we bring people on. So we don't want to... We don't want to bring on, you know, a million locations and fail to um, execute on driving them, you know, the, the the members that they that they need for this to make sense. Yeah, so what's a what's a geographic region that you guys are starting in? New York, uh, so Manhattan, New Jersey, and and uh, and Westchester. So it's pretty much you know Double everything, City. everything within commuting distance of, of New York. Got it. Um, and so we've got we've got good pockets of sectors right now in Westchester, Manhattan, and Northern New Jersey that uh, that we're really going to focus on. But uh, yeah, we've got a lot more added in. We've got a lot of private places, um, both on the gym side and uh, in regional places, um, you know, on the boutique side as well. 
uh, and we're in conversations with just about every national chain at, at some level uh, of, of talks at that at this point. And that's why, you know, we're it's just funny, you know, going through the process of meeting owners of studios and starting that conversation. It's always, you know, a little hesitation up front. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> because that's I, I was the same way. I turned down everything. You know, I was always skeptical, but, you know, I ended up uh, doing what I need to do to grow the business. And uh, the partnerships we've built have been great. And we like to have fun with it. Uh, we really get involved. We get, you know, we're really close mm-hmm. with our partners. Like I said, we don't want to grow too fast. We want to drive, you know, traffic. We we hold events. We, you know, our marketing budget is our partner's marketing budget. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, what we do for marketing and events and driving traffic, it's it's only to benefit our partners because, you know, it's a win-win. If, if we're only going to succeed if we help our partners succeed and yeah. grow. Yeah. And again, more more than, further than that, you know, increase your margins, not just bring revenue. It, it ends up being about the margins. And that's where all the, you know, the controls with the platform and what the, what our partners can do and how we work closely with them. And, you know, again, the li- layers of protection, that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think the flexibility comes into it as well. So what's right for, you know, one Jim Wisely partner might not be the exact way we approach uh, another Jim Wisely mm-hmm. partner. Right. Um, because there is that flexibility. We can take a look at the platform. We can take a look at the market. We can take a look at what you're doing right now and what that particular location is doing. Um, and we can craft completely uh, around that and make recommendations. You can say yes or no as an owner, but um, but we'll say nothing. You know, nothing worse than trying to reach out to your your partner. You know, as a as a gym owner, and never hearing from them or taking weeks to hear back from them to you know sure. either change something on the platform. That's that's the worst. So we are dedicated to you know, having a good relationship and, you know, providing the best customer service to our partners. Yeah. Well, look, I think after you get these, you know, you know, test of, of these right. first 20 and start to be able to say, hey, look, here's, a, you know, you got X thousand dollars of additional right. revenue that's coming yeah. in. You know, it'll take you six to 12 months to, to make sure people see the results. And then, you know, they'll probably just start saying, okay, give me more. Yeah. yeah. Give me that's more traffic. So it's all about, it's all about the traffic, right? So, right. yeah. Awesome. All right, well, um, you know, congrats on where you're at right now. It's not easy to, to run this type of business. And, Thank you. You know, it takes a lot of fortitude and patience to yeah. build something of oh, value. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot of fun, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, these are uh, these are two guys here that are that are hustling every day, <laughs> like, you know, hitting the uh, hitting the clubs on, uh, you know, walk-ins. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. sometimes we people talk be- about, like, what's your SEO and how are you getting your clients? So, like, well, I just walk <laughs> up there and I just ask for someone who We're knows meeting how with to- some partners uh, in an hour right after this yeah. to, go, to go say hi and, yeah. uh, and talk to them. So when, when are you available for a meeting? Whenever I walk up to your, your desk and we'll I wait, wait for you to yeah. meet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, cool. All right, guys, good luck. Keep us posted on the progress. Thanks Bye. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks. Yep.